Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room that we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. We have just escaped from Jen's dimension hopping time room. Yep, it's we been did it. time, it's been escape rooms, and now it has been, well, time again, sort of. Time again, and sort of. dimensionalness. It was sort great of. fun is what it was. Oh, yeah. Thank you so I much. Like- Excellent. So, uh... Since since it is just finished, I I will point out there's one there's one part of the room that I usually just point out right afterwards um, that a lot of people don't pick up right away, but it's a pretty cool part, um, and mm-hmm. that is why were the puzzles in that order? Oh, the the final the final solutions of yeah uh, final, access plane halt. Yeah, it's not just that that's what makes the sentence make sense. Good, because I was going to ask what makes those in order, because it felt like I was just doing them fairly arbitrarily. What was, what was the order? Well, Hold where on. do we get access from? Um, access was from the lights. The lights, which were a one-dimensional line. <laughs> Plane was from the oh, frog, no. frog, which moved two-dimensionally up and down the room. The holds cube was from was cube. the cube, which was in and three the dimensions. Was a and the Tesseract cube. was a four-dimensional yep. cube. That's why. And, and, not, and not only is the order based on the dimensions, but each of the individual words is like something that represents that dimension. So an axis, a, axis a plane, oh my god, being like a three-dimensional thing, and then chronological for four dimensions. I, I holds would have never occurred to me for that. Now, but, oh. listeners at home, you can't see right now just how smug Jen looks. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. It's true. I look very well, smug. Well, while we very much appreciate that fun fact, there is nobody in the world who appreciates that fun fact more than Jen. <laughs> nope. Not at all. Uh, you can see why you're a pro puzzle hunt person. Just having all of those connections string together like that. Oh, dang. But yeah, that's something that normal minds just don't do. Well, yes. Yeah, so so I, really I, I came cool. up with axis plane, and then I'm like, oh my god, can I make this? Can I make this work <laughs> as a sentence? Yes. The security guards, the four security guards. Why do their names seem so suspiciously clue-like? Uh, it's because they came from a um, alien name random generator. <laughs> ah, that's how they get you. Was that the planets as well? Yes. Yeah. Every ah. every every name in here, except for like one or two. Uh, came from a uh, uh, alien name or planetary name, random generator or whatever. It um, was et- it was Etals's name. It just seems so suspicious. Etals, Etal. Oh my gosh, he's been writing papers forever. And then Exon <laughs> is <laughs> I don't know. Exon's is uh, the word seven, but with an X instead of a V. Yeah, think about it. You're right. Let's solve this puzzle. Um, <laughs> Well, so yeah. Look, I I had so much fun with this. It was wild. It was so much. It's always so like when you do lots of rooms from different people. It's really hard to keep jumping into the level that you should be doing. Stuff. Oh yeah, you yeah. got to know which brain you know? which brainscape that person is currently in. Yeah, and and like we were still kind of going at a different sort of like. Not yeah. even like a different level of difficulty, but a different expectation for how much you yeah. should be doing the last and how much room, will be given. The last room that we did, uh, I felt very much like, a, oh, yeah, this feels obviously not like, I, I don't know how to say this without it sounding weird. It felt like exactly the same level that I think I write. It felt like it fitted mm. in nicely yeah. with how my brain normally sits at the, like that my brain's default puzzle design mode. It felt like that fit in nicely there. And... 
I know that your puzzle making default is not anywhere near the same as my puzzle making default. Nope. Like, it just wouldn't occur to me to do stuff like this. Yeah, that's fair. And so, yeah, it, it took a bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely like, you know, there is, um, and it's it's certainly a thing that I look at with um, escape rooms and, and puzzle hunts in general, just looking at different stuff. But I definitely like my, I purposely try to write escape rooms for people who like puzzles. Yeah. Because like when I, when I do escape rooms with my friends, they're usually has to be an added level of difficulty added on in order to make it like a very super fun experience. So that might be like uh, Ange and I go into a, a room that's designed for six people on our own. Or mm. it might be that like we are we are blatantly taking the best people we know and attempting to break the record of this room. Or possibly my favorite is I'm taking a group of students with me and I'm attempting to solve all of the puzzles before they do so I can hint them on the puzzles so that <laughs> they can solve them. Right? Like, the, the you know, it escape rooms i love like public escape rooms they're wonderful they do really cool things but they're also meant for the general public to be able to solve so mm. my brain works on the well you're good at puzzles now go go do this and i can write for less than like i can like choose to turn that down like i write puzzles for the students i teach all the time and for that i definitely have to bring it down just because they're like 13 14 years old right mm. like but um uh yeah Although, actually, I'm teaching seniors this year, but anyway. It's definitely a skill, though, because it's not just... Making a puzzle harder and adding a different element to them, Mm. uh, those are different things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, they can often, like, come together. But, like, if you think about something like doing a Sudoku, right? Like, there's this level of Sudoku where you can solve a Sudoku... For a, from from easy difficulty up to you know hard difficulty by without going, changing your method without, without exactly with no, with no method change you mm. are always going are there two numbers that that dictate that there can't be a number yeah. here yeah. and then like maybe at like hard difficulty you start doing the can I get two numbers to get me one number that could be placed in a couple of ways but that is in one vertical line so I can mm. still knock off the rest of that vertical even though I can't place this number. I can know that no matter where it's placed, it still it yeah, disallows these. So you're just being and able to look a few steps those ahead. And then you get to the magical like, Sudokus with the different rules. Yeah, or even just on a normal Sudoku where the expectation is like, oh, now I understand like these weird X-wing things where if there's something in this top right corner or something in this bottom right corner, there can sure. never be something in either of these corners because they would, like, seven steps in, be disproven by the... And, like, you start to learn new techniques and new logical I things, I suppose right? so, but I think that it's more like the killer Sudokus and things like that where new rules are actually added and yet still don't ruin the initial Sudoku-ness because that's the tricky part. Like making a maths-esque based escape room, it's fine to put maths in a room, but to still make it feel like a totally new element of escape room without ruining the escape room-ness, that's not easy. No. But I suppose my thought is more, if you were given a random Sudoku, you don't know. Like you need, one of the things you need to figure out Oh, is whether I the creator see. expects you to be able to do yeah. X-Wing solutions or whether they're saying. just like, no, no, I can. So, you know, when we look at, like, the Tesseract part, the three <laughs> different levels that we don't know where we're going to mm. be at is either we will find a thing that looks like this Tesseract and with things able. highlighted yep. and we will copy them on the Tesseract or we're going to solve some puzzle that will help us determine which numbers to press and then get a thing, which is what the level we were at for this. Mm. Or the, the the crazy level of 
we should play around with these numbers until and we figure, figure out, out a rule what ourselves. the rule is to determine the third number based on the first two inputs. And then after you've learned that rule, we can now get inputs or like we can get final things and backtrack to what the inputs would have been to get those final letters, yeah. which is not what we had to do. That would Although, have been a crazy a step too far. And, and, and like that third level is what I've been writing for puzzle hunts like all, all year. Too. Exactly. Right. So going yeah. into it, we don't know, like it's, yeah, we know that you learning, can write all of those levels. Yeah, right? So part of it is learning <laughs> what level you are at yeah. for that puzzle solution. All right. And so like, I think a lot of it is going like we did the test rack last because you kind of have to do the test rack last because you, because it's the hardest one to figure out what is the expectation. Mm -hmm. And it's only after it exhausted everything else that you go, all right, well, look, we obviously aren't going to find anything that looks like the Tesseract. And you know, so we can, we can rule out level one of that difficulty levels. So let's start looking at difficulty two. And as soon as you started saying, could these be directions? And we knew we only had the Tesseract left. Mm. Then we could start to put that together. So that was also a classic case <sighs> of, we tell all of our guests, say your ideas, even if you haven't yeah, finished them. Yeah, yeah. Because the other person can finish them. You had that idea apparently for ages. If you'd said that in the start, we would have looked like geniuses. You're right. I did consider, I saw, like I said, I saw a U you and I went. things through everybody. The, a U, it was seeing a U and an L and then seeing, like, I don't know, maybe we saw an Ulfi and then an Urfi or something like that. And I went, oh, the only difference is an L and an R. That's so directionary. You but say then these things. There Danny. were Bs and you Os. Say them out loud. I didn't know what that could I be. I was talking and... the whole time about my dumb frog ideas. Yeah. Because I wanted to, I wanted to solve right. the puzzle uh, rather than stroke my own ego. You're right. Apparently, this is something <laughs> that I still need to get better at. Just say your bad <laughs> ideas and they'll turn into good ideas through the magic of teamwork. Oh, man. What? What, what's what's actually fascinating though is that in both playtests that I did, and which they were f fun things uh, that happened, uh, the room got much better. Um, but the uh, that actually the um, the squares Fibonacci one was the last one solved, and this one was solved um, uh, much earlier, uh, the Tesseract one. But that's also because I was mm -hmm. test solving with four people instead of two, and so when you have four people, there's a very different dynamic that goes on, in that um, because part of what you want to do when you're designing for four is you want to give somebody who's not actively interacting with the game master something to do, which is why that there's a lot of handouts in this. Sort of and that's an easy right. puzzle to, to figure out. While... So that they can be sitting back and staring at it while the other people are doing the talking. Yeah. Because it's all about yep, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I felt pretty happy to finally get that root five, root five, root five, and exactly what that meant. I, yeah. I was pretty that happy was wonderful. That. That So was, I did spot right away, mission. it looked like coordinates. And then exactly how to input that. Took me a while, and but... It, and I think early on when we first saw that it was coordinates, we also didn't have in our head a good location for where that thing was. And it was after we clarified, like... It is in that cube. Oh, yeah. It is getting near the that. Bottom of that, cube. that was 100%. At, that exact thing that you said was, yeah, it's a bit closer to the bottom than the top. Like, it's yeah, definitely yeah. going to the bottom. That, 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 that threw it wide because open. Because I think until then, oh. I was just picturing it was like, oh, that's where it's been drawn, but it is just. I meant to ask about that. Like, inside. did it have room to bounce around yeah. inside or I think was I'd it been stuck? picturing it just floating around. But in I, again, just one of those fleeting thoughts that went too fast in my head, didn't so I forgot. Say it. Say your thoughts next time. They go fast. Just say them. <laughs> Just keep talking. We're, we're going to learn a lot about how we work this season. Somehow more than last season, apparently. Last season, it was just uh, an endurance battle to see how long we could last doing puzzles in a over a couple of weeks. <laughs> this week, we're spreading them out a bit more. This time, this season, 
we're spreading them out a bit more. So yeah, maybe we'll actually get to become better at puzzles this way. <laughs> and and you learned not to put me in the penultimate episode. <laughs> <laughs> we learned not to put Tommy in last. <laughs> we did your room and then Tommy's room. They were both three-hour rooms. Yeah, those, those were. That was a way too intense finish. Should yeah. oh, we gotta make sure that Tommy's happen room again. was so intensive just listening to it. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not saying they were amazing rooms. Just, they just were not so final rooms after having done ten rooms in two oh, weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you need to get yourselves all prepared for that. Like we gave ourselves what uh, two day, three days between this room and the last one that we did, Much and that was good. I think I needed three days. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but no, look, I I. I really enjoyed the way these went together. I kind of liked, there was something in the way we could interact with everything was really nice that it did lead us back to, mm. we have to solve these lockers before we can do, like, like, like it kind of brought us to these lockers. Like, these will have solutions. Like, we must be able to obtain these because yeah. there's nothing else to do other than the lockers. Like, it's our only goal. Like, having a second to think through and be like, come back and think, wait a minute. We can know where the game is. Because I thought to myself... That was, was a very four, clever one. You went out of the room and you came back and went, wait a second, I know how to add up numbers. I didn't even think about it while I was out of the room, but I came back and I went... You just looked at your page. Yeah, I went, here's the issue. Where does it end when the game ends? But we can't get to the end of a game because there's too many mm. moves. We're getting a new pull every time. And look, five presses means we can only get five cards. So how are we going to figure out... And they went, well, wait a minute. In the end, we're going to get all the cards, and I know what the numbers one to nine add up to, so we can just do that. Yeah, like, we, like no matter what sense, the sequencing, it, it always ends up in the same place. And that's one of those questions that uh, you do see in maths classes occasionally, where it's the ones where you can't do every step, but there is a nice, simple way to extrapolate, and students struggle with that because that's just not a skill that kids have easily until they're told to. Kids are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's definitely like when I teach, uh, when I coach math competitions, it's definitely a thing that comes up. Um, it re it reminds me very much of one of those ones where you've got to do you know one plus two plus three plus four dot 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 plus a hundred yeah and like the kids who have never seen that before just go well that's gonna take me forever what do I do <laughs> and now that you're more experienced you go if something seems like it's impossible there must be a trick otherwise they wouldn't give it to you mm. yeah my favorite is that in math competitions they will have problems that use the current year. Um, so, Ooh. uh, so it's like, yeah, it's the, it's the 2021 competition. So they just throw 2021 and think, I'm like, okay, there's clearly a way to do this quicker if it uses <laughs> the current year in it. Um, it's just a cool little like s trick. It also means that it's, um, it's really good to memorize the prime factorization of years, um, because it what? ends up just helping with those, with those kinds of problems. I feel like you have some specific ones in your head right now, and I had that, that you're thinking of, and I have no idea what that could be as a question. Um, oh, jeez. I mean, I could go. I could go through and find. <laughs> oh, I've got a good one. All good. Uh, there's, that, there's always that question of what are the what are the next two numbers after nineteen? <laughs> Typical question. Good point. Good point. Current year. That's yeah. how I could figure that one out. <laughs> So you just write 2021 for every answer. Yeah, Solid. and just hope it's all right, right. occasionally. Um, but no, like, no, so, it's, it's, so, so that was like, really fun. Yeah, so an example oh, would be like how many, um, it's, a, it's a more of a boring one in this case, but how many factors, uh, how many, how many divisors does 2021 have? Oh, okay. A lot. Does it? None. It's a prime number. 
Uh, no, so 20, 2021 isn't prime. I think it was 2019 that was prime. Uh, 2021 huh. is uh, 43 times 47. So it's just it's just one forty three forty seven and uh twenty twenty one, but there's there's a really cute one if uh, twenty twenty, um when you factor it if I remember correctly it's just two squared times five times one hundred one, if I remember correctly I think one hundred one's prime, yeah. So what you do is you write out the prime factorization, you take the exponents and then add one to each of them and multiply them to get the total number of um factors. Oh my god! I don't know this at all. Yeah, so it's it's two squared times five times one hundred one. So the the exponents are two one and one, and then you add one to each of those, so you get three two and two, and therefore it's going to have twelve factors. What the? Okay, all right, sure. Damn. Yeah, math, math has tricks. a lot of tricks that I am very much not aware of. Once you start going past the normal year ten ish curriculum. We're into stuff that I have forgotten or not learned. That's fair. Um, I did. I did do more le- more maths than that. I did do more maths than just year ten level maths. Yeah, you just I've just forgotten a lot of it. Um, but no, it was, it was really. Not, I like that the the solution to the number one thing is you can't ask them all three questions because he'll be like, "Why are you asking me my password?" But any individual <laughs> question is fine, effectively. Yeah. In its way, which, yep, that which makes works sense. really well. I think that makes perfect sense, I, and it's a good use of that mechanic of the reset. Yeah, so I, I wanted to talk about that exactly which ones really necessitated the use of that reset. And like the board game uh, planet thing necessitated it as an obstacle uh, so that you had to use the extrapolation mm. and to understanding that you did know the final result, even if you couldn't play it yourself. So it needed yes. to be there for that. You had to, yeah, because you were forced to know that you couldn't mm-hmm. play through the whole thing. Like it was like, yeah. you can't go through this. Time will reset, so you mm-hmm. have to think, wait a minute, could I work it out anyway? Yeah. And the answer is yes, of course I can. Exactly. And so, yes, talking to the guard, absolutely. <laughs> you just had wondering... to ask him one question, then abuse him four times. <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and now it makes perfect sense as to why uh, Jen was so, like, about three or four times described the fact that it's a deck of cards, each one being drawn. It's not generating the same random numbers on mm-hmm. a screen. It is car- physical cards. Yep. Yep. They are being drawn. Yeah. I even I, I made a mental note of that at the start, just going, cool, it's, it's cards with the numbers one to nine. Great. As if you were choosing them with no replacements. Mm. Um, <laughs> so that made sense. Uh, uh, what other one? Were, the were there frog other... was interesting. I think the Ooh. frog threw me off because I feel like the initial time it happened, it was... The frog moves, you press like the, the colors, the frog moves, then it turns white. And I think what I, the way that worked, as I said, is like the frog moved and I was like, cool. And now I press the other colors. And but it was like, oh, they they it's gone white. white now. It's all gone white. It no was, colors. Oh, and I went, we oh, so to we can't be pressing colors. Because I was picturing myself pressing them. You're yeah. like, no, no, they're yeah. all white now. It doesn't do anything. Where in fact, it was, it was all white. So what do you want to press? But yeah. like, but yeah, instead, that's it was, fair. You know, and that, that like, not a, not even a miscommunication because I don't think anybody said the wrong thing. Just like inter- misinterpretation of yeah. what was going on yeah, there. Because totally. I was picturing, oh, so now I can't press the buttons anymore. It's whited out. It has no. You can't press the buttons. You have to do one reset it, do the next. Because now that they are not coloured, you literally cannot press them, and, no- and nothing will happen. Is how I interpreted that in my head. And so that's why I like didn't ever think to press the white buttons again. Because like, well. I've already established I can't press these buttons. That's fair. Yeah, and usually usually when there's like a big like misinterpretation like that, usually somebody says clear. something that like makes like doesn't make yes. sense. So I can like try to like 
go back and go, why do you think that? But because of this, <laughs> but it said thing, we just abandoned the frog. Right, you just abandoned it. So like, I'm trying to get you to pay attention to it, which maybe was not the right thing to do. Maybe the correct thing was, in, in, if you have omniscience, the correct thing to do is to like tell you what the interpretation should have been. Mm. Mm. Yeah, because it wasn't me like not paying attention back to went white. I was like, yeah, I know it goes white, and I can't <laughs> press him anymore. Yeah. They turn white, you can't press them, and the frog's done, and it can't move anymore. That's what I understand that you told me already. I think one thing that uh, frightened me off making certain decisions in regards to answering the puzzles was that uh, some of those password bits, like the uh, Tesseract one, that was really long. So on each of the four panels of clues, there was this really long section, and then there was just this uh, Fibonacci squares. Mm. So I that was so short that I was sure there must have been more to it. It couldn't have just been those two things on its own because that's so tiny. How could yeah. a password be made out of two things? Yeah, totally. And yeah, so I think that mentally threw me into the wrong place, uh, assuming there had to be more things mm. for the short, the short ones. And yeah, the, the other issue with that is, yeah, I had tried to do the, the squares thing of putting in each of the square numbers, but I was trying to do that because I thought that's what you were saying when you were actually saying, start putting in the Dulfo Durbo stuff because yeah. something about like because i think one of them had like a four and a 16 in it or something and i was like yeah cool so we're putting in this, all the squares right great i'll do it and you went no, no. and then we never came back to that yeah that sounds end. about right but and, also and, you had already said do all the fibonacci's and i was so set on binary back then that i was like no no let's do the binary first oh it doesn't work and we never did that either <laughs> putting in just every fibonacci number um i definitely got thrown off by the binary bit because it was kind of like yeah. we've got numbers we have binary but and I know it was binary. just binary was just because it's on and off right yeah, it was. Yeah. It, so the binary is unfortunate. Um, so the original, so that that corner, one of the things that was going on, and I, I will, I will concede this as a mistake, and I will probably reword this for when it actually gets published. Um, so what you read last week is going to be slightly different than what you saw, <laughs> uh, if I have my chronological right. Um, but so originally the um the uh that was going to be like alien binary and the tesseract was going to be alien semaphore and Ooh. the semaphore cuz that's what it cuz that's if you imagine like it's two like it's it's putting stuff in two directions that caused mm. rabbit holes that were just way <laughs> too bad so i deleted the word semaphore from the tesseract and instead just basically said it like yeah it's broken it's not doing a, a th its thing correctly but putting then, the word semaphore in there may have frightened me yeah yeah but then the um i didn't even think that i put the word binary on the the lights mm. one and i probably should have gotten rid of that along with getting rid of the semaphore even though they didn't cause my that did not cause my test solvers a problem yeah, see, I, I wasn't quite as caught up on binary as you. Like, the word was definitely still in my head thinking, oh, we will have to use that at some point. Not quite. I think just something about the fact that those lights were labeled 1 to 23. And yeah. as soon as you see a number 23 on something, the idea of binary sort of gets thrown out a little. Yeah, true. So, yeah, I, I think I wasn't quite as fixated uh, on you, but it was definitely still in my head as something we would have to do something yeah. with. But it just meant I when I was trying to put in numbers, I was like, I know how to do each of the each of the mm. square numbers in binary. Yeah, you just happen to have had a binary, lot of binary So I'll practice. start putting them in, in binary and see what it outputs <laughs> because this is a thing that I can put binary mm. numbers into. Uh, Although, and so yeah, 100% I got completely Because I was like, that says 3 But that's just because it's the third button But actually it's 4 Yeah, so this is oh. one of those ones where there's just oh, Especially when you are dealing with 
players who know how to handle this sort of stuff, it's much easier to accidentally create more options for oh, yourself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and um, it's fun. the whole binary thing is funny because behind the scenes, it basically uh, converts the, the lights to binary, throws it into a function, and then outputs a letter based on that function. Uh, <laughs> so it is actually <laughs> binary. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, yeah, that and the Tesseract. What's so going? Yeah, what was going on there? The Tesseract so, is a giant lookup table. Um, so it's a sixteen by sixteen table, but it has mirror symmetry, so you can put the letters in in either order. Uh, so like DO is the same as OD. Um, and I literally just went on random.org and got random letters, and then changed it so that chronological worked. Nice. Actually, Good. I think I just put in random letters and didn't change it. I just looked for the word letters in chronological. <laughs> <laughs> in ah, the table that's, that's fair as well ah yeah that's mad i again when finally got to that one i know it took longer than it should have but i did feel good it was great that's it was really a really fun there. puzzle to do it, ah. was, it was weird that it was still fun like after having done so many of them <laughs> like yeah. it was still like yeah i'm enjoying this process of looking these up and checking which one <laughs> it is it was just a fun thing to do that's good oh. um so you mentioned by the way the the different um puzzles that involve the time so actually there there's the hidden structure oh, yes. in here is that um there's basically two rounds of puzzles there's to get into the locker and then to get into the um uh, pedestal yep. and all of the um all of the puzzles to get into lockers uh either use or are hindered by the fact that the room is resetting and ah. the other ones are the dimensional puzzles the one two three yeah that's that's fair. So, yep, the ones where we had to talk to Atals to get his info, that definitely needed it. Subtitle of the game, that involved needed having it. to wait through until the very the end. Start and go to the end. Yep. And then the clock, how fast things accelerate, so that was well. per light coming on. Here's the real question. I'm, I'm glad that we finally went, hey, that clock's still the same. <laughs> that could that could have happened at any point. True. That could have We could have asked that immediately. We could have asked that two hours in. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, here's the real question. Mm-hmm. Have you worked out the theoretical minimal number of lights to finish, or <laughs> minimal many number resets? of resets and lights to finish the room? Uh, I have not worked perfectly. out the theoretical minimum. Um, you know, you, you figure, like, hollow game requires a full reset. Uh, the, the password well, requires yeah. three resets for password number one. Mm-hmm. But between those, you could do those on the same sets of resets. Right. One light for yeah, hollow game c- turning on, another light for the first question. Uh, third light, you could then check, or, or even over those, I you mean, need yeah, that minimum to check the acceleration. Just you is lights. incidental. You can do that on the third light. On The, the board game, light, you don't necessarily even need any if you're quick enough. No, if a board game is a zero light yeah. solution, if you want to, because yes. you can just look at it and say, yeah. wait, cards one to nine, I know where they end up. Don't even need to press it once. Because uh, all that's really just almost like a red herring. Because mm. we don't need to know the intermediate steps. Correct. I think you could almost do all five of those on the first. On no, you need. You just need the. Well, wait, we're input. The... We're inputting things. Uh, things like getting the hints was Inputs a light causer as well. Yes. yes, that's true. So that's one, two, three, four lights. So on the first run, <laughs> you could go. Uh, Plug the game in. Hint, 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 hint. Or, but you wouldn't want to because you then you'd be wasting one of your resets. No, yeah, from, you'd want to do so plug the game in, then game, hint, hint, call, hint, hint. But you wouldn't want to because no, no, you no. don't want to waste that first no? reset because you need to spend three whole resets oh, to get sorry, the clue. I and see that's what you be mean. in excess of the actual yep. number of button presses we need. <laughs> so you'd go, you'd go plug, hint, hint, 
hint, and then use the final one to get the first part of the password. That yeah. then gets you the last password. You've now locked. Assuming, of course, four. that you. Meanwhile, you could do three. Yeah, now, and then I think you just wait. That is assuming you're basing a little bit <laughs> on luck there that one of the lockers that you got a hint for was indeed locker one. So you knew the information that you needed to get, though. This is just theoretical. This is insane. No, no, no. If, if you're talking about theoretical minimum, then you definitely got the one for locker one in the in the first one. Whatever, right? whatever. Uh, but yeah, yeah so I, th I think it's three resets at the beginning in the f in the first half of it, and then you have all the the panels. <laughs> Probably, I mean, it, it seems seems <sighs> correct. And then the frogs each basically require their own reset. But yeah, um, so that's another five. Mm -hmm. um, but to be fair, you can double some of those up because uh, once you've unlocked one of the panels, oh, you can you can unlock you can do the frog while you're still getting the clues to unlock panel number one. As long as you remember the order, you could start doing frog moves on the same resets that you're getting password I... one clues from Etails again. Yeah. How? Well, so the Maybe. only one, the only one, like. You've got the L that's two, and you've got the N that's three, and then yeah. you've got P is four and two fives. So like the the mm -hmm. A and the E have to be on their own. The P only gets one extra thing to deal with, which mm. can be just putting in a password. And then the L, the L you might be able to stick with something else. I think that's how you can shave oh, off. Oh, right. they take one. they do take a full reset. Themselves. Yeah, yeah. Anything where you can also get in one extra clue, <laughs> you might be able to double. Well, someone, hey, we'll if you're figure this out. At home and you want to figure this out, this send us fun, an email though. and tell us the exact minimum, uh, and then do a and then do a speed run. <laughs> you know, call Jen. This does feel she like something a, a YouTuber you. would destroy. You I love it. Run. Let's yeah. call Game Champ. And, 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 All right. and she can do a full speed run. Of okay, so we've talked room. a lot. VG myths. How yeah, exactly. is the minimum number of button light-ups that you need to complete Jen's escape? I mean, it does seem like the sort of thing VG myths would. That's perfect. We'll get in contact. Be really good at. <laughs> All right. So we have talked about our experience with the room plentifully. Plentifully. Tell us the origin story of this room, Jen. Uh, yeah, so... The origin story of this room was, um, uh, so I've had the, uh, the res like the five steps and then a reset thing. That was, uh, kind of like actually Eldritch Garden was going to be a, um, role-playing game thing that I wanted to do. I wanted it to be a sci-fi, like a, oh. a Starfinder kind of thing. Um, nice. uh, but I just kind of had it, I get, it, it was really like coming from nowhere. Um, but the thing was, was that, um, I, I sat down and was trying to figure out like, like I had, I just had that and I had nothing else for the, I mean, for years, like this, this came <laughs> out, like, this is probably my next like great idea to use uh, after Eldritch Garden. So probably like two years at least uh, of of thinking like this would be a cool thing to do with with this area, but um, I couldn't get like a I couldn't get a good like secondary grasp on what it was. So like in Eldritch Garden, I'm like, okay, I've got the time travel, and then the secondary grasp was all right. Let's do this in a garden, right? And like because because that gave me the I guess spoilers for Eldritch Garden, but you should go listen to it. <laughs> um, it's the uh, the the tree growing puzzle was the thing that really mm -hmm. made me want to put it in a garden. So yeah, for this yeah. one, I didn't have that until I was like, well, I really want this to be a tesseract. 
I want this. <laughs> I want there. I want there to be a tesseract when you're talking about like time stuff. Like that seems like it would be cool, and especially because like I have this really cool. Um, I, I, the idea kept coming in my mind because I have I teach um, honors geometry, and we have one day that is just what does the fourth dimension look like. And so that every time like that lesson came up, I would teach it like I would come back to this idea. And then um, and then the thing that really that sealed it together was realizing the axis plane. Like I was like, all right, can I make can I make all the words like fit in this sentence? And, and can I justify why I have a tesseract and a time loop and an axis and allies game all together? And then <laughs> and um when I originally pitched the the idea of just the time loop, like I had, um, I had this idea of like, oh, you you went to go take a item from somebody, and it turns out it's a cultural artifact, and this is the item's defense mechanisms, and what you needed to do was go put it back, um, and so this is you like trying to uh-huh. trying to solve it back, and and my wife's like, that's super colonialist, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is super cool, and it took me a little while to to like fully is get a hold of that. Is it super colonialist, or is it just super accidentally colonial? Like it's you're still uh, like trying to give it back appropriately. Well, uh, yeah, after but it's, who after is it's... the appropriately that you're giving it back to? Ah, oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so it was, uh, but this kind of setup um, where you're stealing it back for somebody who it was, um, and and especially after seeing the James Acaster bit about the British Museum. Um, mm-hmm. uh, which if you haven't seen is wonderful. Um, but, uh, it really sure like, convinced me to go have. to the evil museum thing. It's, oh, it's really wild when you look into this stuff. It's why is everything that is so nice and lovely and seems like it should be just a great thing, like a museum, a beautiful, pure place of history and knowledge, and it's still evil and a testament to how horrible humans are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just constant. Just a constant like, oh, here's another one. Yeah. Oh, yep. Here's another one. Lovely. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's pretty terrible. All right. So, cool. All right. So now, uh, we've talked a lot about the playtests and how things have gone down in there. Are there any other changes that you want to talk about? So, or anything that we did particularly differently, like I'm sure the uh, ATAL's information gathering all went down pretty differently. Uh, but... That's the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I liked the I liked the uh, the um, the porn name. Uh, most teams uh, got really thrown off guard because they they tried one question at a time and then were thrown off by the second one. Whereas you tried to get all of them at once and then did that. Um, um, the uh the big like there was a couple really big changes that got made um i think two two yeah the two big changes so the first was that um so bill you mentioned that there was like like signposts like things told you you had to open the guard stuff right and then and then mm. that got you to things um so originally there weren't a lot of those there and the what happened was was that like cuz i had in mystery escape team adventures there is a computer with a password that has a password hint when you put in a, a wrong password. And almost mm-hmm. every group sees that computer and goes, I'm going to put in like butts or something like that just to make it thing. And the password hint pops up. And that seemed mm-hmm. to be a very good way of like giving them a hint to the password. So originally the password hints were not buttons. They were just you put a thing in and then you got a wrong thing and then you got the password hint which focused you. Sure. Um, 
And then I had one group not do that. And it turns which, out... Which to me is very understandable in this room because you've kind you of set feel. up a pseudo punishment. Yeah, your actions like, are being monitored. Because every yeah. time you do a thing, it's being counted. So you don't want to waste mm. time. You feel like you might lose something. Right. So, um, but it meant that they were like flailing for a while because they didn't have any, like that was the main direction in the room. They didn't have any direction. That so, is fair. That would be tricky. So all of the, like, there's like multiple things that say, like mention the password hints, the password hints are a separate button. And that was to give, like give you that direction. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, like originally. Yeah, comfortable with that. It, yeah. It was, that was a major change. The also changes that there was a fifth dimensional puzzle. Um, <laughs> there was a, there was a fifth dimension puzzle that was terrible. <laughs> uh, I look back at this and can't believe I, um, I gave that to people. Uh, it was, it was a really cool, th- I mean, the problem is the fifth dimension is just so hard to have an idea to put a puzzle in. Um, and, and was the this pop- where the word, es- what was this originally going to give you the word escape? It was originally going to give you the word escape. Yes. Um, and so the problem is like everything you have to do is so theoretical, but like while I'm dealing with puzzle hunters, I'm not dealing with mathematicians and I can't guarantee that they are able to do that like kind of thing. So it was, it was, uh, right. it just, it just got axed, um, and solved another like problem with the sequencing at the end. So it was, <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. I, I, I do admit Four dimensions, I, I'm already not, you know, crazily comfortable dealing no, with Tesseract in fourth dimension, but once we hit fifth, that is now a bit of a blank wall. Yeah. I wouldn't, yeah, fourth, you can at least which I, think I'm like, sure that's appropriate. Let me try and extrapolate but... one step further from what I actually physically yeah. understand. And when it's like, yeah. now let's extrapolate from something I already don't understand, which is Yeah, like I've heard space. the 11 dimension theory or whatever and what each one represents, but I can't remember. But even then, I don't think those are all and... spatial dimensions anyway. Like, no, a are... lot of them just end up being hypothetical, isn't it? Just ev- the last one ends up being cool. So this represents everything that is, was, will be, could be, will not be. So I guess we're stuck. Yeah. I guess that's where we've got to finish up. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, was. But yeah, all, all anyway, of those so, throw, start to throw me. But yeah, so actually, I was I was worried about this going actually quicker because there's only eight puzzles. Um, ah, but you forget we're ridiculous. <laughs> that's true. Well, eight puzzles is not nothing. Well, so it's not nothing, but Mystery Escape Team Adventures is seventeen, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um uh. Uh, I forget the number for the for Eldritch Garden. I think it's like twelve or something like that. So was it really? Oof. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, uh, I I was very nervous at the start because of how much we were doing the usual podcast faffing about and just going, no, this is a gen room. <laughs> I, I don't think we can afford to do this. Or our, quick. We're putting all of our mental energy in coming up with puns for planet names. Are you kidding? <laughs> That's an important part. Of the process, <laughs> and it's always a sneaky way to accidentally discover puzzles. I it's mean, true, true, mm. true enough. But no, yeah. it, it, that 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 is the other side. You're not just maths. You you true. can also be terrible puns. Yes, that is true. I can also be terrible puns. <laughs> um, it's uh, I do worry though sometimes. Like, it's one thing when I post puns in the Twitch chat. It's another thing when I like post puns that are designed to be said out said out loud because like <laughs> I am not a linguistics person and I don't completely understand how the different <laughs> accents work. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I will true. say 
it does happen when like when we see like um, uh, a lot of times when there's like rebuses done oh on, like, yeah facebook groups that we're part we of we can't get them rebuses, often we do often have to go hold on let me put on a really bad American accent. <laughs> Maybe now it will be solvable. Mm. Oh, now it's solvable because yeah. they were like doing two words that rhyme in American English that don't rhyme in Australian English, yeah. or things like that. You know, like, and you get that you do get it a weird amount. Yeah, I and, had one like that back in one of my What Alice Found rooms where I had just sound alike worm, wor- worms words. Uh, so there were some homophones going on, but then one of the ones that I initially had definitely had an R in the middle, and I just went great. Those aren't going to be homophones for most of our listeners. I guess I got to come up with something mm-hmm. else. Yeah, and <sighs> yes, uh, it comes up for me like so, uh, like mums, sums, uh, Cisra, Mezzacata, those puzzle hunts. Uh, it comes up like we are solving the them, and you've got like cryptic clues that they put in. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's a homophone cryptic clue. Wait, mm-hmm. how do Australians pronounce this? <laughs> yeah, right. You got to try and think of the accent of the person writing the clue. Although my, if we feet- already had that. Oh yeah, go on. My favorite Australianism in one of those was the um, there was one that like came out to like drawing a picture, and we we stared at this pic like you ended up drawing a picture at the end, and we stared at this picture for a while on our team until somebody finally asked somebody from Australia, and it's like, oh yeah, that's a picture (laughs) of New Zealand. We all know what New Zealand looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Like okay. Oh man. Yeah, we uh that was a funny thing that we had when we were in Japan. Um mm. one of our Japanese it was one of the Japanese hosts, wasn't it? Who did that whole uh recognizing your own Maybe. country thing. Uh they basically had an image of Japan, but one of the islands of Japan had been altered, so it was now clearly a weird distorted Australia. And of course we recognized it as Australia right away, and they said, Cool, people not from Australia don't do that. Like they, you recognize your own country because you're just so conditioned to I notice it. I honestly think they even said but... that Japanese people often don't do it because yeah. they, because it was one of the, it was one of the islands that people don't care about <laughs> quite as much. And also, Japan doesn't like put its its uh, map on as many things as Australia does. Like Australians <laughs> are really good at recognizing Australia. Yeah, it could be. Uh, but yeah, Japan, they're like, yeah, that's the rough shape of Japan. Mm. And just one of the islands was a different shape. It's like, no, but if you're Australian, it was just like, why is there a picture yeah. of Australia? Here? <laughs> so I, I wonder how easy this is for non-island nations as well. Because yeah, Australia, great. New Zealand, great. Oh yeah, uh, a how, Bolivian yeah. isn't going to recognise Bolivia, surely. I, I don't. Well, maybe <laughs> they can. That I don't blob know. blob looks exactly like the blob I live in. Yeah, I have no idea. If you are from a relatively landlocked country how well can you do that like you know the US who, definitely can do that because the US map is shown everywhere I like, you know who I reckon surely can do it Bolivians really well. learn the Bolivian map a little bit at but least right so many countries are just globs you know I know I think France would do very well France, well, France is, is just globs. a hexagon yeah exactly and they talk about their country <laughs> being the hexagon they say like we live in like, Italy hexagon. no problem at all Lexagon is how they say it uh, but even then, would you recognize that hexagon if someone suddenly just shifted their map around to swap Germany and France? Mm, How well knows? would you recognize that that's now France? I, I I might recognize that France is not in the right spot, but I wouldn't recognize that Germany is somewhere else because I can't, mm. for the life of me, tell you what Germany looks like right now. Exactly. Blob. It's a blob. You know who do really well? If you are from a blob country, If you're please. from a blob, let us know. If you're from, If you're from Laos... You must know, right? Oh, you live good in a point. Palm tree. Those, yeah, those ones have got some familiarity. Or a shooting them. star. You got to know. You got to be able to see that. Vietnam, like, no doubt. Which one Vietnam is? 
Uh, but yes. <laughs> what what are we talking about? <laughs> Who even knows anymore? Uh, thank you. Why don't we end the episode? Thank you so much. We have been going for a while. Uh, that was heaps of fun. Uh, it was it was really good to... to... Oh, I have one final question. Ooh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the employer who got us to steal this device. Fish gulp, yeah. Yeah. Is he a shark man? I drew him as a shark man. Uh, sure. I I was thinking more octopus, but I'm a I'm a fan of Shark Man. Cool. I was just picturing Admiral Akbar. See, it was interesting that we all went there when we went into the room and we were going to examine the guard's dead, bo- dead, dead body. Dead body. The dead guard. Um, my first question that again I had in my mind for a fleeting second and is then decided not to man? ask was, "Is it human?" No. Interesting. And then I thought for a split second, wait. There has not actually been stated that we're dealing with any non-humans here. I just really assumed, and it seems like it was very fair, but yeah, it just hadn't explicitly come up, so I didn't ask, even though I had already drawn a fish man. Yeah, so I—he's more a shark man, really. I gave him a dorsal fin just oh, to make it clear. So um, yeah, so I, you know, one of the things I was thinking about, um, again, I had this like side goal of like maybe I could put this into the Starfinder universe when I was if I'm running this for friends or what. Oh, of course, um, right. Uh, but I was debating on how much to make it obvious that you, like, that this was not human. And I decided I like the, um, I like the subtle details more than I like obviously stating things. So, like, making it very clear, it's a thousand years after you expect just from, like, a side puzzle. Or the little comment about Earth being flooded and, uh, Mm. how warlike it is to give you just kind of an idea of what possibly happened. Um... As opposed to like being directly stating it, but like that's why you know I'm not the great at writing like the intros or outros for stuff, but like I spent some time with the intro trying to make it so that like you you slowly got some details that like we're in a sci-fi world, we're in like this yeah like, for sure. And I, the introduction saying cool, so uh, yeah, thing that happened on Earth before the flood, and then just leaving it at that. That's exactly what more story writers could benefit from being able to do. Yeah, that's fair. Your fishman looks exactly like my fishman. Because I just oh. drew it after your fishman. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you'd looked at my fishman. I saw your little fishman. Oh. I drew your fishman. Okay. By the way, that is the final time was it took you 19 iterations to get through. <laughs> I wondered if there was any track keeping. I mean, we did get a bit, oh, no. a bit iteration happy. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> there was there was no, like, it was going to keep going until you solved it. So it didn't really yeah. matter. <laughs> and again, if you want to figure out the theoretical limit, people at home, you We're can do it. it in fewer than 19 iterations. Now, now that I've showed you that, I can erase this card. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming on and running us through another room. It was heaps of fun. Thank you for uh, having me. You, you <laughs> must have uh, lots of things of yours that people at home can find of yours works. Yes, if people wanted to look at you and more of the stuff that you do, where can they find that? So there's there's two places to look. Um, well, actually, really three places. Uh, so the the first one, uh, obviously, you can find me on Twitter, at uh, Mers, I am not, M-E-R-S-I-A-M-N-O-T. Uh, the second is my wife and I have a website where we post uh, puzzles, um, some of them being just regular cryptics, some of them being weirder things that that we like creating. Um, and you can find that at apocute.com, A-P-O-C-U-T-E.com. Um, um, and then the last is, you know, as I mentioned a couple times, uh, I'm working on writing the mis- mystery hunt, the MIT mystery hunt. So if you're going to be, I mean, we do not know at this point if it's going to be in person or not. Um, but, you know, if uh, if we're in person and I'm around, come say hi 
if we're not in person, then virtually come say hi, because I'm interested in hearing whatever Escape This Podcast people uh, also do other stuff. That yeah. I Wh- when is that on? Uh, it's Martin Luther King weekend. Um, so, oh, okay. oh, sorry. So it's, it's, um, <laughs> it's like, uh, just name this holiday that Australians don't know. It's uh, like <laughs> January 17th, I think is the oh, Monday this year. Oh, I was too late. I thought it was around the 13th. Yeah, well, I knew yeah, it was so, January. So it that means the hunt is going to start on that Friday, so it's 14th through 17th. But that the Sweet. Martin Luther King Day is the 17th. Cool. So plenty of time to prepare your brains. Prepare yes. your brains, everybody. Start doing old mystery hunts to catch up for the new one. Yep. Yep. All right, lovely. Well, thank you everybody for listening. I hope you all enjoyed this fun room and this fun debrief. Uh, you've already found our show, so welcome. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're on Twitter at EskThisPodcast. We're on Instagram. Uh, the best way if you want to chat with us and chat with other fans of the show is to jump into the Discord. We have a link in the show notes of this episode to join the uh, the whole Consume This Media Discord. You can talk about all of our shows and other stuff and weird stuff you're doing and puzzles you're playing and the whole things like that. Um, you can also, if you want to support the show and the the all the stuff that we make, uh, you can donate to us on Patreon. It's how we keep making this show and other shows and things like that. Uh, and so anybody who donates has the chance to appear as an NPC in one of the rooms that Danny writes. Uh, but otherwise, for all of our $5 donors, there are bonus episodes. Uh, you want every week. Yeah, thank you to our uh, Patreon donor, uh, Fishgulp. Yep, <laughs> Fishgulp <laughs> on, the, uh, on, on the Patreon. $5 donor, Fishgulp. Um, but no, you get best bonus episodes. There's us solving a whole series of two minute mysteries. Uh, there are usually some uh, audio of the playtest. Obviously, this season we don't have that, but we are instead doing like a uh, retrospective podcast. This escape of our earlier rooms and that, also fixing them up for fixing the up and future book version of them. Yes, um, and also. Uh, I don't know yet what your editing schedule is going to be like. This is now August for this one, right? So who knows? Maybe that uh, if you are a Solve This Murder fan. Yes, if you are a Solve This Murder fan, not only has, I'm going to say it, our new season definitely started, uh, but for all of our $5 patrons, they will also have, they also have access to the entire uh, mystery from day one. Rather than having to wait week by week, they get the whole mystery all at once and hopefully won't spoil it for all of you normal people. <laughs> uh, so uh, if you like that, if you hate waiting and love murder, you should subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank That's you for like listening. 80% of podcasters, podcast listeners. <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye.